0: Welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am once again joined by Lauren Tolly, Housing Supervisor, and Carrie Daniels, Housing Specialist for James City County. This is our fourth episode in our series of the state of housing in James City County. Today, we're going to be talking about homeownership, fair housing, and the rights that homeowners and renters have. So again, thank you both so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Renee. We are super excited to be here as well.
0: We are glad that you are here, and you guys are professionals at this by this point, so we've got this. So let's start off by defining what is fair housing?
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start. We were planning on kind of jumping right into that home ownership piece when we left <laughs> off um, with our last series but as Carrie and I were preparing the information, we really determined that it was important to have a conversation about fair housing before we proceeded with home ownership.
0: Absolutely. So tell us more about fair housing. What's that definition?
1: So, regarding fair housing, fair housing is equal access to rental housing and home ownership opportunities. It's the cornerstone of our nation's federal housing policy. HUD enforces what's known as the Fair Housing Act, which prohibits the discrimination and intimidation of people in their homes, apartment buildings, condo developments, and nearly all housing transactions. This includes um, rental and sale of housing and even mortgage loans. Um, Fair housing isn't just about giving certain people special rights, it's making sure that everybody has equal rights and equal access to housing.
0: Okay, so going to the word discrimination, are there specific guidelines that explain what discrimination is?
2: Yes. Uh, housing providers who refuse to rent or sell homes to people based on the HUD-designated seven protected classes of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, or disability are violating federal fair housing law guidelines. and. Um, In our experience, HUD definitely pursues those complaints. Um, So in addition to the HUD seven protected classes, Virginia has additional protections. um, uh, Elderliness, people uh, defined 55 and older, uh, sources of income, that's a newer one as well. That means um, any source that lawfully provides uh, funds or assistance on behalf of a renter or a home buyer, including uh, benefits or subsidy programs, um, whether it comes from the government or a private organization, it doesn't matter. Um, sexual orientation is also a protected class in Virginia. You can't discriminate against someone for their actual or even their perceived orientation, um, and You know, that would be including like their physical appearance, how how they present their manner, um, whoever they're partner with or how they self-identify. Also, gender identity, um, meaning that it's illegal to discriminate against someone for their gender-related identity with or without regard to the um, individuals designated or assigned sex at birth. Um, also the military or veteran status, and that includes active duty or um, retired service members or veterans. I
0: was not aware before we started talking about this episode that Virginia has those additional protections in there, which I think is great. I do, however, have a bit of an issue with the 55 plus and the word elderly all being in the same sentence because, you know as someone who's not there yet, but is getting there elderly, but that's okay. That's okay. As long as people are protected, that's what matters.
1: Well, as we've talked about another podcast, we refer to people, um, who are, um, you know, a little bit older or who maybe are defined as elderly. We re-refer we to them as mature adults, I like um, that. not elderly adults. <laughs> um, because we don't ever want to be uh, perceived as being discriminatory. Um, And housing discrimination specifically is not only illegal, but it also contradicts in every way the principles of freedom and opportunity that we treasure as Americans. And HUD is committed to ensuring that everybody is treated equally when they're searching for a place to call home.
0: So what kinds of housing are included or covered under the Fair Housing Act?
1: So the requirements under the fair housing laws apply to pretty much almost every housing provider, which includes property managers, owners, landlords, real estate agents, banks, savings institutions, credit unions, insurance companies, mortgage lenders, and appraisers. Um, so that includes the aspects of selling, renting homes. Um, nobody's selling or renting out their property, can take any action against another person based on that comprehensive list of protections that Carrie talked about. Um so that would be like we j- just mentioned the race, color, religion, sex, disability, familial status or national origin. Um and so one of the things that's important to note is that people might not always know that they're being discriminated against. Um and so I think it's really important Just to share some examples of fair housing violations that somebody might face when they're looking to rent or buy a property um, that the seller or owner might use um, that that aren't as obvious. So um, first outright is just refusing to rent or sell housing, um, refusing to negotiate. Um, They may make housing unavailable or otherwise deny a dwelling. So that would look like saying, yes, this unit is available. And then when you show up no it's not available. We've seen owners um, set different terms, conditions, or privileges for the sale or rental of a dwelling. Um, For renters this would include providing different housing services or facilities. So if we had somebody who um, was working with our office and renting and they fell into one of these protected classes though it might look like the landlord saying well you don't qualify for pest cleaning but all the other residents who don't have um, a special protection do. Um, so those are things that you know you might want to look at. Obviously, this is not um, comprehensive in any way. Um, and it's not overly inclusive, but those are the major ones and the most frequent ones that we see.
0: Lauren, you had mentioned earlier about mortgages and getting a mortgage. Does the Fair Housing Act, does that apply at all to mortgage assistance? Mm-hmm
2: lenders cannot discriminate based on color, race, religion, sex, disability, familial status, or national origin. And this can look um, this can present different ways, right? So it can look like just refusing to make a loan, um, refusing to provide information regarding loans when when the individual's making inquiries, uh, maybe imposing different terms or conditions on a loan, uh, different interest rates, points or fees. Um, Discrimination when appraising a property, um, that that is common, unfortunately. Refusing to purchase a loan or uh, setting different terms or conditions for purchasing a loan. Um, Mortgage loans also fall under the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, which protects borrowers from discrimination when applying for credit. Uh, And the Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination in the sale, rental, or financing of homes and, you know, other housing-related transactions.
0: What about homeowners insurance?
1: So that is another aspect of the home buying process that is protected. Um, Refusing to provide homeowners insurance coverage for a dwelling because of those protected classes, the race, color, religion, sex, disability, origin, familial status, of the owner and or the occupants of a dwelling. Um, So it can also look like discrimination in the terms or conditions of the homeowner's insurance coverage. Uh, Some examples might be refusing to provide available information on the full range of coverage options that are available because of the uh, homeowner falling into that protected class or the occupants of a dwelling.
0: So Carrie, do you wanna continue on a little bit about the homeowner's insurance?
2: Well, those that um, provide homeowner's insurance also cannot, um, it's important to if they can't print or publish any statements, like they can't put out any marketing materials in connection with the provision of coverage that indicates a preference or, or a limitation um, or discrimination based on the protected classes as well. Now,
0: what if somebody had a pet? I'm, I'm you've mentioned the seven then plus the ones that Virginia has. What there are other issues? What if somebody has a pet? What if somebody needs special parking? Are those protected at all?
1: So, under the Fair Housing Act, if you or somebody you're associated with in your dwelling that that you're occupying has a physical or um, you know, mental cognitive disability, including hearing, mobility, visual impairments, even cancer, chronic mental illness, HIV, AIDS, or any type of developmental delay that substantially limits their major life activities, um, or there is even just a record of such disability, they are regarded as having um, a disability and therefore the housing provider cannot do the following. They can't refuse to make reasonable modifications or accommodations to the dwelling or common use areas. so it may be necessary for you to fully use the housing, and they can't charge you for those at your expense. Um, they also cannot refuse to make reasonable accommodations in rules, policies, practices, or services if it may be necessary for you to use the housing on an equal basis with a non-disabled person.
0: So an example would be if you needed a ramp, right, like or a wheelchair ramp. A housing, a landlord can't say, you can rent this house, but you can't put up a ramp.
1: Absolutely. Or one of the common ones that we see a lot is um, shower assistance um, Mm. bars or like handle bars on um, either sides in the bathroom. So that way, the occupant or whoever the person is that is experiencing the disability can use those things, just like anybody else who didn't have a disability could. Okay, so
0: that makes sense. Are there any exceptions to the folks that are in the protected? Ugh. Let me try that again. Are there any exceptions to those who are in the protected classes under fair housing?
1: So there are certainly exceptions, just like there are to every every rule. Um, mm-hmm. The Fair Housing Act does not protect a person who is a direct threat to the health or safety of others or who is, uh, currently uses illegal drugs.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow, this is a lot of legal
1: stuff. It, it is, and I'm going to just kind of insert here that Carrie and I are not lawyers. We do not have a legal background, um, so this should not be taken as legal advice. This is information that we provide to our um to, the, to our tenants and to those constituents that we serve. Um, so if there are legal questions, you should always consult somebody who is educated and has a legal background and can provide you that, that guidance.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed. I am just amazed. So are there any groups of folks that people might think are a protected class that are not?
2: Yeah, definitely. So okay. smokers are not a protected class. Okay. Uh, students, pet owners are not a protected class. But it's important to note that a service animal that um, ameliorates a disability is not a pet. It's a it's a it's essentially medical equipment so that. That is a separate issue, but pet owners are not a protected class. Um, Mm -hmm. Renters with things that like poor credit history or people with insufficient income or people who have a history of of lease violations um, and other rentals, also not a protected class.
0: Okay. Okay. So what about criminal history? If somebody has a criminal history record? That's tricky.
1: So it's a little tricky, but having a criminal background is not a protected class. Um, however, these individuals also need housing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because somebody has um, a criminal background doesn't mean that they don't need housing. Right. Uh, so the issue with housing providers maintaining a policy of not running to anyone with a criminal conviction is that policy has a discriminatory effect on a protected class, um, or it could perpetuate segregation. and. We know this because of the disproportionate rate in which individuals of different races and nationalities experience incarceration.
0: Now, Carrie, I know that you all are talking to folks that are out there looking for housing. What are some of the things that you tell people to keep an eye out for?
2: Um, you You want to make sure that the unit you're looking at is within You know the the rent standard for other units in the area you you got to watch for um exorbitant deposits double deposits things like that or or other hidden fees that really shouldn't be in there when you're trying to move into the unit um just a flat out refusal to rent or deny housing also uh and unacceptable um we watch out for Um, listings or advertisements that um, use phrases like no Section 8 or no Social Security or, you know, no DSS, um, or also uh, insisting that a tenant provide proof of employment. Um, Housing providers are supposed to use like the vouchers that, that the tenants get as payment for qualifying income um, same with um, unemployment funds or TANF funds or social security funds the they don't the income does not have to be employment income to qualify for the unit um, or steering steering like you you have an apartment complex and you take your um, tenants from a certain financial background and kind of push them into specific units or areas of the apartment complex, and that can um, can, can contribute to concentrations of poverty. Um, We don't don't wanna see that. Um, And another thing is um, delaying the process in general. So someone comes in, applies for a unit, and there is a delay in processing paperwork or leasing the unit you know, hoping that perhaps maybe if it just takes long enough, they'll find something else and, and, and just go elsewhere.
0: So what does the housing office do to ensure all those who are needing property are being served and utilizing services that they are allowed to utilize?
1: So we always want to ensure that everybody we serve is treated fairly. Uh, we maintain amazing relationships with our landlords, our property managers, and those who we work with in our first-time home buyers program. We have really positive working relationships with our state and federal representatives who guide us on fair housing laws and who are constantly reviewing our policies and procedures to make sure we are in compliance. All of our programs allow the person or individual being served to file a grievance or appeal if they are not satisfied with the services that they receive from us. Um, So truly for us, this is about relationships and providing support to those that we serve with respect and dignity. Um, we also have a very diverse staff with regards to our ages, races, nationality, um, our sex, disabilities, our religions, and our familiar status. So our back, staff backgrounds are super diverse. And I think that's truly what makes us such a comprehensive and complete staff. And we really complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. And that really allows us to provide the best services to those who we are serving.
0: Well, I will say that it breaks, personally, it breaks my heart that something like the fair housing act is even needed but i am so thankful that there's your office and offices like yours throughout the country that are there and educating folks and you know just helping people protect themselves to not be taken advantage of and we're once again we are very very fortunate to have you all here so any final statements before we wrap up
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, If there is ever somebody who we're serving or just, you know, somebody who resides in the county and they have a question about anything related to housing, especially fair housing, um, or they just want some extra resources or guidance, they are more than welcome to contact our office and we are happy to provide that and just put them in the right direction. Sometimes we may not always be able to help, but we always try to make sure that we provide a resource to those who are serving.
0: Can you give us your telephone number? Uh, 757-259-5340. Okay, very good. I like slung that in there. For the folks, I'm going to have it on a screen at the end of this podcast, but for the folks that are listening to it only, I want to make sure that they have that number too. So what do we have on tap for episode five? I can't believe we're already up to five.
1: We are. So we have a couple more episodes left. Uh, We're going to be talking about the home buying and home ownership process more in depth, what that looks like. Um, And then we're also going to be talking about helping those who live in James City County mature or age in place in their homes and the programs that we have for those. Um, One of the things I just want to take a moment and congratulate Carrie. Carrie is our newest HUD housing uh, certified counselor. So she passed her exam and it is not an easy exam to pass, but she passed it and we are so super proud of her. So, in addition to working with all of the people in our programs who um, are part of our special purpose voucher programs and our local housing vouchers, CARE is also able to provide HUD housing counseling, which is not the same as being a state-certified counselor. Um, it's, it's a certification that comes directly from the federal government. So... Great job and congratulations. Thank you, That
0: That's awesome. Well, and again, this is not an easy topic. I mean, I don't think we've talked about anything so far in the four episodes that it's like, oh, I got that. Check. I understand fair housing. Sure. No. And again, that's why you all are available and anybody can contact you and you can help give them guidance or point them in a direction that may be able to help them the most. So once again, thank you both so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Renee. Thank you,
0: Renee. And congratulations, Carrie. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to go to our website. We are at jamescitycountyba.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our shows as well as a form. You can give us show ideas, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. And also be sure to subscribe. That would be awesome. And rate us. That would be awesome even more awesome. So we really appreciate you all tuning in and we will talk with you next time.